Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <laughs> See, now I started the recording and you're laughing like even before we say anything. We should tell Ooh, people yeah. what we're doing. This is the How To Podcast. I am Luke. That is Ben. Ben, say hi. Hello, I'm Ben. What was that? I'm trying to trying to freaking mute my phone or something here. Jeez, and Siri's yelling back at you? Pretty much. I got I got all sorts of things yelling back at me. All right. Well, what what are we doing? You want to talk about how to what today? Oh, well, I was this was more just a day in the life of uh Ben Abbey, Benjamin Abbey. Uh oh not Ben. Now it's Benjamin. It's Benjamin. It's Ben. It's Benjamin when it's formal. Uh, so I I did a thing. Um, Congratulations! Okay. I know, right? Big, 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 big steps uh, all the way around. So I uh, let's see. This was back uh, in the, at the end of July. I get a phone call from my Sherwin rep. Right? Sure, Sherwin Williams, painting Sherwin Williams rep. Yeah, painting and Like here's the thing we're going to make content and we're going to, we're going to talk about the content I want to talk about because this, this, this is what I, this what gets me fired up. Right. Okay. So July 27th, I get a call from Sherwin rep. Uh, his name's Jesse and he follows me. He might even hear this podcast at some point. He calls me up. He says, Hey Ben, I got some bad news. I want to let you know that we are about to raise prices 10% as of September one. Okay. Right? 10%. Now, the first thing I want you to know in the backstory of what this is, is that on December 6th of 2021, we all received an email from the president of Sherwin-Williams Midwest Division saying, hey, the 4% charge that we've been charging you at the till is going to become permanent as of January 1. So this was a surcharge because of the paint shortage, because of the deep freeze in Texas or some crap. And, and, and we're going to, this story is so deep. I want you to know that we're going to tap into that too, okay. right? We're going to get there. Right? Oh, sorry. Am I so, jumping the gun? December 6th, I get that email from the president. My immediate phone call was to Jesse. who The president the time, of Sherwin-Williams, not the, the president. Pro, yeah. No, no. Yeah. The president of Sherwin. Oh, well, not even of like the whole, not, not like the whole president, not like the, the big president. He's the president of the CEO or, or the president of the Midwest part. Okay. Right? So not even in the Midwest. He's still he's still middle middle person, yeah. but upper upper middle. If right? any part of your title says of the Midwest, yeah, like I kind of immediately go. Eh. <laughs> is that is that a bad thing? Oh, I hope I, they're listening. To this. I mean, okay. I just listen. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to poo-poo the Midwest, but I've driven through there. I mean, like their biggest mountain is a hill. Come yeah, on. no, absolutely. what are they? What are they even doing out there? I totally agree. I it's totally all agree. the people that started like at wagons West and went eh, good enough. Exactly. You, you like, right. I have a theory. I have a theory of, of, of Darwinism, right? Where, oh, the, where I'm the Oregon trail was, was, was Darwinism and the, the smartest people made it all the way to the sure. West. Right. So, but that we're getting way off topic. Okay. We are way off topic here. So wait on this I, podcast. Yeah. I know. Right. Crazy. So July 26, I get the phone call from Jesse. He says, hey, Ben, we're going to go another 10%. And I refer back to the email that I got because on December 6th, I called Jesse and I said, Jesse, I will bet you money right now. I will bet 
that this is not the only price increase that's going to happen in the year of 2022. That you that they will they this is this is the test. This they're just testing us. Are they going to accept this? So, right? question: Is this now a 14 percent increase, or is this? Oh no, another now six on top of the four that was going to become permanent. It was it was on this four was on top of an 11, and then we add 10. We are almost at 30 percent. Yeah. Like, we are approaching 30 percent, 27 under 12 months okay. in under 12 months. So here's the other thing. Right. So July 27th, I get the call from Jesse and he's like, hey, Ben, we're going to go another 10 percent as of September 1. I was like, I told you, I told you they would do this. I knew it. I knew it was coming. I knew it. And coincidentally, back in June, Sherwin Williams posted their mid their mid year earnings their financial statement because they're a publicly traded company. Yep. Those numbers came in well below average of what, and ultimately what we're finding is that Sherwin Williams is, is hemorrhaging some money. There's no doubt. There's, there is of grave concern. Right. And so in response to that, my sentiment was that, okay, now we're going to announce a 10% increase to us, the little guy, because the, the, the banks aren't making their money. Yep. So I, being who I am and having the platform that I do, sure. right? I hop on TikTok and I make a post. I make a tickety talk and I call out by name. Wait, are, uh, just yeah. real quick. Go. Are cool people calling it tickety talk or is this something you're trying to start? I guess it's something I'm trying to start. Okay, stop it. <laughs> just, okay, stop okay. it. Just want to make sure. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So I make a TikTok about my, I'm, I'm upset, right? I'm very upset in this TikTok and in the TikTok by name, I call out the CEO and the CFO of this poorly ran company. Sure. Right. And I just, I lay into it. I'm like, cause the other side of it was while they're jacking prices up, the other thing that they weren't doing is providing the same service. To uh. us. And here's where it is. What they did with without notice is they did not stay open for their summer hours, Ooh. right? Now, no, and we're we're currently sitting in a heat wave right now. We're in Oregon. We're sitting in this sticky heat wave. Oh, I can the feel way, it. Yeah, I'm. It's it's sticky as heck out. So the way it works for me and my painters, right, is we will typically do do a thing where we'll go like, okay, seven to noon, seven to one. We're working on the job site, yep. but then in the heat of the day, we'll bounce off the job site. And if the job site's close, we'll come back from like six to 9 PM yep. and wrap and, and basically get a full day's worth of work in, but in safety and consideration of the paint, we're, we're doing the things that we best to the best of our abilities Yep. by Sherwin Williams, not staying open from six to eight while we're working, you're now impeding your service for me, which is your only, that's your whole thing. That's yep. the whole thing that you say. I was pissed because here we are, July 27th. We're going to announce a price increase poorly. Yeah, We're going to poorly announce a price increase. For the last month and a half that you have of the year that you can actually paint exteriors of homes. Exactly. What? And how much do I know about painting? You Very minimal. is the. It's very minimal. But How much you, should they know about painting? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. What they should know. So... I make the TikTok post and uh, basically I had done the math also of the 4,217 stores. If they needed two employees to close that out for two hours, all of that factored in based on relative wages. I got it figured that with the 401k matching potential health insurance, Sherwin Williams is saving somewhere around a hundred million dollars. Oh, sure. I mean, bare minimal. That's what I got it penciled in at. And that's just, old, that's old Ben doing rough rough before common core math, right? We're, yeah. not, we're not putting, we're not getting real detail, but that's what I did. So I make the TikTok post. I get, I don't think it's really going to make any noise. Sure. I don't, that's, I, I, I think I'm just venting to the screen yeah. as I am, right. Sure. As I am now to you. Listen, there's some, there's some woman in Iceland that really thinks you're great and she's going to hear it and be like, Meh. that's what you think is going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I get a phone call. Direct phone call. How soon? How soon? Uh, within within thirty six hours. Within thirty six. Flexing your muscles. I, I get a phone call from the vice president, the new vice president 
of the Western Division. She covers, her name is Jacqueline. Now, she covers. Um, now you're saying Alaska. California, Oregon, Washington, Montana, Alaska. Idaho. These are, yeah. these are states I can get behind. This isn't Midwest. Oh, no. These, you're these, now in exactly. the big leagues. We're, we're, we're big league in it, right? We're major markets, port sure. cities. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, anyway, <laughs> so she calls me up and she's like, she says, she says, uh, you know, that she's really sorry about how this, this announcement got rolled out. We apologize, you know, yada, 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 you know, yep. there, you know, what can we do to make this situation facilitate this for you? Because we can see that you're upset. I don't really ask for anything. I, I'm like, listen, at the end, I'm treated better. Yep. Like, and I run them through, I run her, Jacqueline, cause she's new. I run her through the gamut that has been the, the shit show since 2020, sure. right? A, of what Sherwin did. And, and my examples are, well, in 2020 pandemic happens, contractors are suffering, right? Because yep. we, we take a massive hit. We, I did, a, I think I ended up doing half, half revenue sure. in 2020. I, and I, I definitely communicated that to you. Yeah. So well, that and like half the state caught on fire and there's some things. Yeah, half the yeah. state caught on fire. All those fun things, right? Meanwhile, Sherwin-Williams, their stock price continues to rise. And the reason it continues to rise has everything to do with um, the DIY sales that are coming in. Yep. All these people are now stuck at home. They're yep. painting their walls. Sherwin Williams is selling paint at a full price and they're, they're making money, making yep. bills, yep. right? Then they come to us, the contractor about June, July, and they try and tap us for more sales while we're suffering and say, Hey, we'll give you these deals. If you can buy 10, 20 cases of X, Y, and Z in bulk, we'll mm-hmm. cut you these deals. I'm like, I called him. I was like, how dare you? Yep. How dare you come to us and be your, and, and let us be your storage unit. Yep. Are you kidding me? So then 2021, 2021 comes and Sherwin's little play that year is paint shortage, right? We have a freeze that happens in Texas. We all know about the freeze. Nobody could have planned for a Texas overfreeze. Except for the fact that Sherwin-Williams for the last 10 years has been developing paints that are designed to combat climate change. So I know that they know climate change exists. Yep. Meanwhile, they have their pipes above ground in Texas. So those pipes freeze, those pipes burst, they are not prepared. Then in 2021, the price increases that we're seeing, they come to us and they say, hey, these are for our infrastructure upgrades. This is for us upgrading our facilities to be able to handle the climate change, to be able to handle the the things that we didn't forecast in our, but, but you have been forecasting. Like it just didn't make any logical sense. And then 2022 comes we're going to keep tapping us for more. Meanwhile, Sherwin, they're not making the money they need to, but they're not losing money. It's yep. not like they're losing money. They're, they're going to make plenty of money, right? So at the, to, at the end of all this, I get the phone call from Jacqueline. And as part, of, as part of the conversation, one of the things that she says is, she's like, you know, so the Portland area team, they're a little bit discouraged. You know, some of them saw the TikTok, and, you know, they, they were a little hurt by it. And, and I, and I, and I have a very great relationship with the Portland area team, very great relationship. And I said quite, quite bluntly, I was like, listen, if the Portland area team, well, the first thing I actually said was, you know, I'll need to sleep on that on whether I'll take that TikTok down. I'll let you know tomorrow, but we'll see, you know? And she, you know, she said, well, it's for the Portland area team. They're feeling discouraged, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, you know, I don't call out anybody from Portland. I call out the CEO and CFO. If the Portland area team takes that to heart, maybe they'll be the ones to take that to the, to the people that need to hear it. Because yeah. if they're feeling that blame, that blame is not me projecting that blame. That blame is coming from their upper, upper parts. That, I got nothing to do with it. She had, know? she had your phone number to call you? Mm-hmm. Where do you think she got it? Oh, uh, I, she got it from, uh, I mean, they have the like, Portland they, team. Yeah. The, Port- exactly. the Portland team the that Port- had their feelings hurt. Yeah. That's my yeah. guess. Right. Like yeah. did anybody from Portland go, Ben, <laughs> my feelings. <laughs> like, no, exactly. how many people do you know in Portland for Sherwin Williams? Oh, many. I mean, yeah. Between my, my, t- uh, yeah. I mean, a dozen, like, two dozen people. Yeah. Two, let's call it two dozen. Anybody call happen- you. No, not one. Listen, not one. Janet, Jackie, what's her name? Jackie. Jackie. Her name was Jacqueline. Yeah. Jacqueline. Oh, I was close on both parts. 
Jack, you are. Jacqueline, listen to me. I know two dozen people from Portland. I interact with them on a daily basis. They enjoy they my TikToks, especially the ones where I don't rail on how terrible Sherwin-Williams is. But you know what? They don't mind those either. They all have my phone number. They can all call me. If yeah, anyone we disagrees. Can have a, we can have a conversation. And at the end of it all, right? There's nothing so better, I, though, when somebody from corporate goes, listen, your friends that you interact with on a daily basis, they're really hurt. <laughs> right? Wait, wait, who? Who? <laughs> you know the best. <laughs> and and uh, sweat equity with over the years, the people that you exactly. actually communicate with on a regular basis, the people that you buy from directly, the people who, when you buy, it mm-hmm. actually impacts their paycheck. You know those people, Ben? Because yep, I don't. Exactly. I've never met them because I'm in corporate. <laughs> but I'm guessing that those are the people that are really impacted, the ones that they're, didn't call you. They're the ones that are hurt right now. Yeah. They, so I sleep on it. I get a, I, I, I talked to Jacqueline the next day and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to pull this TikTok down. And she's like, you know what? I slept on it too. And I actually rescind my, my request for you to take the TikTok down because yeah. it's your platform. You can, and ultimately she knows that nothing about what I said was untrue. How many views? Oh, not that many, actually. Yeah. It only, it only got a couple thousand views. It wasn't yeah. even that big a deal, but Jacqueline followed me. From last year's, the, the the account that I had made through Sherwin-Williams, she followed me from that agitation that I created within the Sherwin Nebulous, right? Yeah. Um, so things go continue. And then I have, I ended up having a, a breakfast last week with uh, the new district manager for the, the area. And his name was Ryan. Great guy. How are his um, feelings? His feelings felt great. Okay. Like, he was, it, here's the thing, right? And, and Sherwin knows this and they just, they they are a corporation and they're relatively archaic in, in the things that they do. Uh, and I'll, I'll say it out loud. They're run by some old ass white guys and they need to go. Like yeah. that's where we're at. They, they, they need to go because the speed at which the world is moving is well, well outpacing anything that Sherwin is doing. And I'll give you an example. In my conversation with Jacqueline, I was like, you know, the funny part is, is we're talking about, you know, the social media aspect. And I didn't even slam you the way I wanted to slam you. I had a whole bit about how I was going to bring up the fact that you are the largest paint corporation in the world. And you have 8,000 followers on TikTok. I'm hungry. I love this, daughter. Yes. There are snacks on, next to the TV in the bedroom. Gotta love being a dad. Big out. It doesn't matter. It's so good. Dad, I need some snacks. Yeah. Well, you, you tell a five-year-old that you need an hour. That, 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 there's no time there. That, That's, uh, it does, that doesn't how long is that? Snack, snack time's now, Dad. Never mind. Snack time is now. Yeah. So Kindergarten, two weeks. We start kindergarten in so, two weeks. Two, oh, yeah. Big day, dude. Woo! I'll give you some tips on how to prepare for kindergarten drop-off. Okay. Oh, okay. I got some for you. I got, I got a quick little list oh, in my head. All right. Well, uh, part two. Part two. Okay. So Jacqueline is, uh, I did not slam you the way that I wanted to. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't slam you the way I wanted to. And I bring up the fact I was like, you're the largest pink corporation in the world. Your social media is a travesty. You have 8,000 followers on TikTok. the easiest platform in the world to generate followers. How do you know? Right? Because I do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm not that bright. And, 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 and what I said was, I was like, Toys R Us hasn't been in business now for three years. And that giraffe has 650,000 followers. What's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> didn't Toys R Us move inside of like some other giant corporate underbelly? Aren't they like Macy's? And or- they're about to come. I, my understanding is they're about to come back too. Yeah, but didn't they get like, they got, was it Macy's or Kohl's or somebody? And then they just put like the Toys R Us corner in some stores. I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, I don't go to the malls. I, I'm, a, I'm an introvert. I stay... In the cave, yeah, you know, yeah, cave. just talking to yelling at, yelling at clouds over the Yell, well, yelling, yelling at price increases that come from large corporations. Fair enough, <laughs> fair enough. So, long story short, um, too late for that. Jeez. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. It, 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 short 17 story, minutes later, so to make a long story short. <laughs> It's, it, it is a good, it is a net positive uh, conversation, yeah. right? Because um, it, it did give me the opportunity to vent my frustrations over the last three years. Yep. Because what we, what, what Sherwin does not get to keep doing 
is this thing where they basically play victim to their own circumstances that they are creating. Like that's like at the end of the day, I went so far as to look up the salaries of the CEO and the CFO. You are paying this, this gentleman CFO, Alan, he's getting paid at least seven figures, somewhere around one and a half without bonuses, one and a half million without bonuses. He has a whole team of forensic analysis and accountants that are beneath him. That's their whole job is to forecast what the heck is going to happen for our company in the coming months, years, all, all the way, all the way down the line. That's their job. Yeah. If they're not doing that well, get rid of them. What, why are they here? What, what, why, why do I have to keep getting, eating, eating the cost for their piss poor performance? It's gets, I what's, get frustrated. What's your alternative? Um, and that's the frustration, yeah. right? Yeah. There is the, the, for, for me as an ent- as a business owner that wants to grow on a national level, mm-hmm. there are, there's other paint providers, of course, but as far as a streamlined concept at the ground level for what Sherwin does, all of their employees are taught how to paint match the exact same way. All of their machines are the exact same machine so that when you go buy a gallon at your store in Washington, at my store in, in Salem, those are the same exact freaking color. Um, we don't get that congruency with other paint companies. And that becomes the frustration is that I am bound because I want to be big. Yep. I do get a little bit bound to that level. Yep. Right. Ask them why they move slow. Cause they can, they can exactly. It's they a, they absolutely can. And yeah, that's where the frustration comes in. You know, you, you, yep. you, you look at the, you know, let's break up all the monopolies. They still exist. You know, they, they, they still have, there's, there's only certain companies that have that kind of reach. And when they say 10% price increase, part of it is just going, all right, let's see how many people this pisses off. Exactly. Uh, pissed I, off Ben in Salem, Oregon. Where's Salem, Oregon? Give me another cigar. Exactly. Give me, give me a, they, a woman I, to walk by. I'll slap her in the ass. And we'll just hang out here in the 1950s. You ever watch uh, Hudsucker Proxy with Tim Robbins? Sure. The yep. invention of the hula hoop, right? And they yep. have the the stock ticker that's on the the, the roll of right tape. there in the the corporate right. meeting room. Yeah, in, in the, the giant. That's that's how I imagine all these guys yep. in CEO CFO positions. They do have big old fat stogies. They wear some kind of reader glasses, and they typically have a pocket watch. Oh, sure. Yep. Like. It might be digital now, but it's a pocket watch. <laughs> get digital. It looks just like it's a stopwatch. Yeah, it's a stop. Exactly. Not, <laughs> not super classy. Um, let's talk about some how to how to do back to school stuff. Oh, okay. This might this might first go around with it. So we have navigated. We've successfully navigated so far. Uh, the the getting them to kindergarten, which Excellent. so far so good. Uh, there are no grades. There is nothing given to it. But we had to navigate a uh, boundary exception. So we have them because they go to daycare, I don't know, five minutes from home, but it's in a different school district. We wanted to keep the same before and after school care just for consistency's sake because it's within walking distance of an elementary school. So if if they go to the one that's in our district, it puts them in the Vancouver school district, which is meh. If they go to daycare, then they're in the Evergreen school district, which is a little bit better. Plus, we don't have to adjust our entire lives to Wednesday early release every week yep. and, and you know, days off and in-service and all that. So we have, we've secured their daycare. We've properly navigated where we have them enrolled in the new school. We have preview week coming up where they get to do like half days. We're going to meet the teachers in two weeks. And then okay. September 6th. They're, they're on their own. September seventh, they graduate from high school, and we're like, "What the f- just happened?" <laughs> and, yep, and it's it's deuces, right? It's yep. see you later, have a good life. Okay, so um, being that I have uh, children that are a little bit older than yours, yep. uh, let's go through some of the the finite details okay. of of that day that you and and, and your wife are going to drop the, the kiddos off for their first and day. never see them again. And that, well, no, you need to see them again. No, they're going to come back as as young adults. Like we're going to drop them off as. <laughs> 
Yeah, we're going to drop them off as preschoolers. They're going to come back as kindergartners. They're going to have attitudes. They're probably going to have a tattoo. They're going to have a new haircut. They're going to have a bunch of friends. Probably have boyfriends. Oh, yeah. Tattoo, like pierced. They start getting crushes. Like, yeah, it's, it's, pierced yeah. eyebrows and nostrils. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's going to be. It's a- all, all the things. Yeah. I mean, like ab- like cigarette burn marks in their arm. Oh, yeah. It's just right here with it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. For real though, tips. So know that a couple of things gotcha. when it comes to the back to the school stuff. Um, one, I've I was the one to take both of my kids for their first day of kindergarten. Gotcha. I was dropping them off, uh, hand flexibility to do that. So I took them to to school for the first their first days. Um, we didn't do a bus thing. I walked them to their school. So real quick question. Yeah. So did your school do this? We have. August 30th or September 1st, they get like a half day, like a yep. two hour go in, hang out, meet the teacher, but yeah. only half the kids are going to be there. And it's just like an orientation day. Yep. Then on Friday, September 2nd, they can do another half day, but now all the kids are there. So they get to meet all their classes, not doing anything. And then the actual first day of school is the day after Labor Day on the 6th. So they get like a pretty a warm-up. clean warm up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's like preseason football, right? It's oh, very yeah. much. It's it, it's so they only have to play a couple series. Yeah, it's it's a couple series just to see how things are sure. are, are panning out. And if they know? play well, then they're out after one, and then they're good. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like you're not going to put your starters up on. We're not here for that. That's how they get injured. How long before um, I know if my kids are better than all the other kids? That's all I really need to know. It happens quick. Okay, you're gonna know. You're gonna know within okay. the first week, and it's likely true that they are going to be better than all the other kids. There's no doubt about it. Um, ah, I got booger eaters. Damn it! <laughs> <sighs> Knew it. I raised them better than that. Ah. Um, okay, so my first tip for dropping off kids right for the first day of school. Um, I need you to bring sunglasses. I don't know what the weather is going to be on that oh. day, but you want sunglasses. Not because the sun is going to be in your eye. That right there. Right? And you, here you are. It's going to be a part of that. Because you're not, you're not, you're not probably, you're, you're not going to be the one to break into full sobbing tears. That's no. not where you're Yeah, no. It's just a little, it's going to be the little bit of emotion. Like, oh shit. Like you're old enough to walk away from me now. But I'm dropping off two kids at the same time. One of them, I'll be like, I'm going to miss you all day. The other one will be like, all right, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Not to you. Good luck to the school. <laughs> I, I hope this entire district is ready for it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know what they think they're getting here with like these two adorable little twins, <laughs> but they're getting one pretty good kid and they're getting <laughs> one tornado of terror. Like, <laughs> good luck. You're just happy that you have one of each. That way, you know that the if, if they were to come to you for some sort of compensation, extra compensation later, you'd be like, well, I gave you one good one and one bad one. Like, we're good here. Yeah. You know? Well, here's here's the other thing is they've already identified that uh, they, they let us know. They go, in the school district, we have seen over time that the most – uh, direct route to success individually for your children to put them in separate classes. We will not have your twins in the same class. So that was something we weren't sure about because I've heard different things. And like when yep. we talked to the Vancouver schools, we're like, we'll feel how the kids are. We want to see what's <laughs> every school. No, they're getting two different classrooms. Don't care how tough it is. Day one, it's going to be better in the long run. We've, we've done this enough, right? So the thing is we're going to have two very different parent-teacher conferences. But the other thing that could happen is they both kind of recess to the mean, right? So like yep. where where the snotty attitude, the, the points of differentiation between the two children is most pronounced when they're next to one another. Maybe they're yeah. both good kids and they both end up being whatever. One of them's not like, we think she's great because her sister's like literally like ripping drywall off right now. <laughs> Like with somehow found an ice pick and she's climbing up to the ceiling. Yeah, just, yeah, exactly. Like, like you look like a terrible kid because your sister here is, you know, she's uh, starting a a C Corp to help like baby seals. So like, she just filled out my 1040 easy. Yeah. Like she's so by comparison, she seems bad, but, but really like they're just going to be kindergartners, right? They're going to be like all the other kindergartners. Mm-hmm. So when they're not next to each other, we probably won't even notice the difference. 
Absolutely. So, but tip one is bring the sunglasses. That makes sense. I'm with the, you. The game is it's you're gonna you're gonna have them off, but you want as you walk away, yeah. you want to be able to just throw those things on, just so that you can have that cool vibe as you're moving away from the kids. You see right? these beautiful blue eyes. Yeah, they're, they're sensitive to light, so the sunglasses will not will not seem out of place. Absolutely. Except for I'm in the middle um, of the school hallway. But no, we do. The next thing that I like, and I think that this is one thing that. Like I definitely wasn't prepared for. Like was there? Uh, when I say there, the kids are at least mine were. They were like, "Okay, bye, Dad. Peace." Yeah, like they don't they, care. They don't give. They they're excited. They're like, "Bye, yeah, gotta go." Yeah. I'm like, "You last night we were crying over like X, Y, and Z, oh, yeah. just being detached." And now you're just like deuces, like where, what happened? And that probably threw me more for a loop than, than much everything else. It's like, you're, cause you're just sitting there like, wait, you're, you're good with this. So here's, with it. so here's, here's what happened. So we, we applied for the boundary exception day one, right? So mm-hmm. May, sometime in May, they're like, well, you know, in August, we're like, uh, Okay. So we did not do the school orientation for the school that they're actually going to. Yeah. But we're like, um, well, if they don't get in, let's go to the orientation at the the other school. So we go to that one. And we get there, and it's supposed to start at like, I don't know, let's say five, whatever. So we get there a couple minutes early. And they're like, actually, it's going to be closer to 5.15 now. And we're like five minutes early. There's a couple other parents milling about. And so I have the bright idea of going, like, let's just walk around to the back of the school. There's a play area there. We've got a couple kids. You've got kids. Let's just, like, let's go back there. So the other parents followed us. You know exactly how long it took for the twins to make a new friend <laughs> when they went to the playground with another kid that was their same Boom. age? Yeah. Boom. So I'm kind of prepared for that. Like, it was, they're, they're like, well, what if we don't go to that school? What about our new friend that we made? And we're like, what's her name? And they're, they're like, I don't know. And I go... Exactly. You'll make new friends. Like I'm not that I'm not worried about. And it was Eloise. She was adorable, but yeah, yeah. it's a good name. Too, it was Eloise. a good name. That's what I mean. I was like, sorry. That's why I remember it. But I was like, I was like, she was adorable, but guess what? There's going to be another Eloise. Yeah. yeah there's there, there, there's going to be many other Eloise that come along. Oh yeah. You're gonna be um, that you have daughters too. Right. So my, my oldest is the daughter. Uh, oh yeah. And, how long before I have to like threaten the boys in the class? Like how long before I have to like stink? I am. Straight uh, away, apparently, I, yeah, it's straight away. Like I would. That's I would, why I have the sunglasses, so that. Yeah, like, so here. like, if I'm welling up, you can't stink eye somebody. Like, just imagine these are my glasses, right? You're yeah. gonna pull them down and you're gonna give them the eye. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're but you be, can't like, do you, it when you're welling up. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Because yeah, you know, yeah. you know, some punk five year old kid's gonna be. What's the matter? You're crying, then put his arm around my daughter. Yeah, that, yeah. that would like, happen. He, and he, he's gonna have like a cigarette pack rolled up in his sleeve. You yep. know, like that's sounds right. Very, very Grease and Olivia Newton-John, rest in peace, right? Um, She just passed away. Um, Okay, so the daughter thing, boys, right? In in the the relative attraction, Um, it happens quick. The crushes, (laughs) the the crushes are quick. It's not. It doesn't take time. It's not. It's not Uh, middle school. Build up there, and and I'll tell you what. You probably guess within the first five minutes of meeting the classroom, who, who those boys are going to be. I knew it right away. Yeah. Right. I think that other, looks like a young Ben Abbey. Yeah. All the girls are going to be into him. Yeah. Yeah. And coincidentally, uh, P's first crush, his name was Logan. And, uh, yeah. So here's the other thing that happens is it's, you get into these very quasi friendly, conversations with parents because the thing that you don't realize as a parent is that yeah your kids are going to move through school with these kids yep. you're going to move through these schools with these same parent groups over and over again yeah and what i would encourage you in this tribalism world that we're currently living in right <laughs> is pick your sides well in the beginning okay uh because like I would like when I say, well, I would almost give it, give it a grace period, right? Before you commit to a team, before you go signing papers that you want to be a part of this, this squad of moms and dads, like just know, just get a, get a vibe, do a vibe check with them, you yeah. know, 
And it's hard because your, your, your interactions are so sparse, right? So you really have to come up with these small talk questions that really Ooh. are these like small talk, but they're probing. You're probing to find out. I need an you- example. Give me, give me your best. Give me your uh, best probing, trying to figure out if the guy's a psycho question. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, this. How many chainsaws is too many chainsaws? Like <laughs> something like that? No, is that no? It's more, it's actually, it's kind of like that, but it's more like, um, I like I'll almost do like, it's an interest question, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are you the type of parent that's, are, are you on the video games the whole time? Like, is the parent, like, where is your interaction at with your kids, right, in that space? So I'll ask them questions like, oh, yeah, so what do you, you know, what do you get into, you know, on, on your weekends or whatever? Me, I'm outdoors, right? I'm running around hot. That's that's my whole vibe. Sure. Um, I don't do video games anymore. I mean, I used to, but. I was literally playing Mario Brothers last night with the kids. That's so, like, I'm, there's no slight to oh, it. No, hey, it, hey, you try to slight me, buddy. I didn't say there was a slight it, to it. it I'm it, just, it, I'm just saying we like we pulled out Mario uh, Brothers. <laughs> it's the relative time to what's happening. So, but you're you're gonna have to develop some of those questions where it's like, hey, I want to get to know you, but at a distance, you know. Yeah. Like, and, and so, but see, the the trick is you have to ask the questions without like being a psycho yourself. Because mm-hmm. if you ask the weird questions. Then you become the weird dad. Like, like, Hey, I'm just trying to get your vibe. It's like, so, uh, what do you think of cocaine and boats? (laughs) (laughs) Like you can't really, well, I mean, boats are cool. Okay. Yeah. Me same. This is, this is one of my best examples of, of a dad passing the vibe check with me in some of our first interactions as dads with daughters. Okay. Okay. So, uh, kindergarten year, zoo trip, right? We go to the zoo, field day, field trip day. I'm, I'm the dad that gets to go because chaperoning. Yeah. Yeah. Chaperoning. So the way that worked out, they would give, uh, obviously my kid comes with me and then there's like two or three other, uh, of the students that are, are, are under my tutelage for the, the, the zoo day experience. Sure. Right. And me and this other dad, we live down the street from each other. Our daughters are relative friends together. And so we kind of hover around each other as we're moving through the zoo, the Portland Zoo. Sure. Um, he passed the vibe check when he gives me the old, the, the old, the old elbow in the, in the shoulder. Says, Look hey. at those two hippos humping. Oh, it was, it was elephants. <laughs> I'm telling you that, that elephants thing was, all over the place. It was it, like, it was, you bonded over elephant weens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was hilarious. And, and then he goes, what did he say? He's like, I'm going to post this on the chive and no joke. He did. <laughs> and it, it went like viral. And That's it was hilarious. Uh, so, so, well, here's, that, here's the thing that I have to get. Liberty. I mean, there's, tens, there's tens of people that know who I am. Hey, it's, it's don't eat. Sometimes I don't think you give yourself enough credit. I mean, oh, yeah. That's just me though. Yeah. I might be biased. I might be biased in that regard. Yeah. But well, no, it's it's funny because so when I did stand-up comedy, it was one of those things where I wouldn't tell people I did stand-up comedy because then they go, tell me a joke. <laughs> be funny. Do something funny. I'd always wait until they thought I was funny. And they'd be and like, then, You're hilarious. And I'm like, Yeah. I do some stand-up comedy. Whatever. Yeah. But the same thing with same thing with sports. Like my wife, she hates it when sports come up as a topic because then it's just like somebody's like, "I sure know a lot about sports," and I'm like, "Dude, yeah, let's, let's do this." All let's, right, let's, let's go. Let's go. Well, because because you have to remember, uh, if you ever listen to uh, my sports radio show, I I don't really take sides until somebody else does, and then I just take the opposite side. So I'm not even like. I'm the most passionate sports fan. I'm just good at talking about sports. It's like, I just take like, you tell me why Matt Ryan's going to play well for the Colts this year. And I'll tell you the exact opposite. Cause it's fun. We can get into that conversation too. <laughs> I, it's funny. Cause you sign a guy to take you over the top. Yes. He's an MVP, but you got a guy that chokes in the Super Bowl. What are you doing? I, listen here. Okay. 
hear me out. Hear me out on this small thing. We're changing gears now. No, no, out. no, no. I, but that's just an example because I can give you both. You, go. you can't give an example like that and not let me come back. I literally gave you both examples in one. But I knew how you were going to react. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's been an MVP. That's what you need. The whole team's going to be great around him. You get a guy in Carson Wentz who can't finish the season. Yeah, listen, I, I know your argument. I know your argument. We just needed a veteran presence. We need somebody to come in. Get out of here. Listen, I don't need you to recite my bullet points back to me. Okay? <laughs> I know your bullet points. <laughs> here, here's the thing I'm going to say. The one thing oh, yeah. is I do believe that Matt Ryan is the best quarterback option that we have taken since the loss of Andrew Luck. I, like uh, Curtis Painter. Oh no, that was before Andrew Luck. He was before no, Andrew Luck. Yeah. Now we're just now you're just all I do is remember names and just throw it out there just to piss yeah, you're, you just, you're just shoveling the dirt yeah. onto hey, the listen, grave. Do you want to talk about Jeff George? How far back do you want to go? <laughs> do this all no, day. Far back. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh played some QB snaps for the uh, Colts, huh? Huh? <laughs> Hasselbeck? That's just shut up. Here's here's the thing <laughs> on Hasselbeck though. I like him as a locker room guy. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like he's like because he think, won't intimidate anybody. Yeah, he's but he's a he's a good locker room, like knowledgeable, yeah. right? You know, obviously he's been to Super Bowls, all that fun stuff. But ah, Super Bowl. It's overrated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was he was riding the Sean Alexander train, so that's Super Bowl. And then Sean Alexander's like, I got paid him. So anyways, wait. All right. In that Super Bowl, Pittsburgh versus Seattle. Yeah. Were the refs were the refs the problem? Yeah. Okay. They've admitted. They two years later they're like, ah, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, our bad. Yeah. We won. Hey, wasn't our best game. Like, whatever. <laughs> what the other problem was? Uh, you got to you know stop the rush, but it's uh, it is what it is. Yeah. Listen, it is what it is. That, but that's the thing about sports is you could take both sides of every argument and be right. And to be yep. wrong at the same time. And you will never change anybody's mind. No. Like it's no, the, not, the fun part of the fun part about sports is it's like you can argue it until kickoff. Yep. And, and then doesn't. and then it goes the complete opposite way. And you go, Well, listen, listen. I had I had the Bears keeping it close, uh, but I still think the Colts are gonna win, even though Devin Hester just returned the opening kickoff. <laughs> and and then you can keep your argument. Until the final two minutes, like yep. eat, no, regardless of what happens, you oh, well, he still have Rex Grossman as quarterback. They're never going to finish this game because the Bears <laughs> could not have. That's the best start you can have to a Super Bowl was the Colts yep. and the Bears. Am I right? And yeah, so, and, right. so you could have argued, argued for you know the whole two weeks going up to that Super Bowl, the Bears don't stand a chance. And guess what? Even after they started winning, you were still right because guess what? Guess what? They lost, exactly. but that's the fun part is you can go and until the final, you can go, I told you like, that's yeah. my favorite is people that bet on sports there. They go through all these analytical oh, yeah. reasons for doing it. And they go, I and told you that was going to happen. It's like, you said it was going to be 58 to nothing. <laughs> well, yeah, but like eight to nothing's the same thing. Like, just, <laughs> I told, no, what I told you was they were going to win. <laughs> all right. One of the best, I thought. And I, this, you know, Colts versus Saints in 2010, yeah. uh, Super Bowl. The only two Super Bowls you've watched. No, I'm just kidding. No, just the, kidding. the only two I've probably cared about, but yeah. uh, the, or actually, no, I've cared you about, cared about the Peyton Manning and Denver ones because you love Peyton Manning so much. Well, no, and I actually care in every other, other one because I wanted to watch Tom Brady lose. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. But we're going to uh, have, we're going to have a guest star on Andy. Come here. I dig it. I, I appreciate oh, no, no, the she's fact good. that uh, oh, I like the call that um, that uh, the coach of the Saints, I just lost his name, but... Uh, Dennis Sean, Allen. Uh, Sean or, well, Payton. Oh, Sean Payton in the Super Bowl. But yeah, so new guy. made that call to do a, a fake a fake kickoff. The onside? On, uh, All right. The onside to start the second quarter hello? or the third quarter. It was awesome. Hello. All right, you're on a podcast, so say hello. Are you, are you excited to start school? Uh, hello? She cannot hear you because I'm wearing oh. headphones. Uh, he asked if you're excited to start kindergarten. No. <gasps> Why not? Because. That is not a good enough reason. <laughs> All right. Um, she, do you just need to get some food? No, no, don't do that. Uh, you can go grab some food if you want. There's more in there. 
You ate it all. Okay, we'll get some more as soon as we're done with this. Stop it! Get back on your tablet. Guys, working from home is fun, though. Yeah, we have uh, two days where the preschool is closed. Uh, so, eh, you know, it's fun. It's, it's fun. Come on. I mean, with the technology that we have, it was funny. I, uh, I have a coworker and he, he's like, ah, all week with the kids. He's like, it's been exhausting. And I'm like, I'm like, I get it. Totally get it. And we had this meeting. He's like, I have to bring them to, we did like a, just like team meeting or whatever. He's like, I have to bring the kids and the kids were being pretty good. Five and six. And, uh, he's just, you can see like the, the heat temperature of his forehead just increasing. And I go, I go, Hey kids. New season of Bluey just came out, and they're like, oh, my gosh, we've watched half of it already. I go, bet your dad has it on his phone. He's like, good idea. Like, what you do is you resist until that breaking point. You go, I'm about to get upset and go, here's technology. <laughs> exactly. It's fine. Like, it's fine. Do, do they watch TV all day every day? No. Do they watch all day TV some days? Yeah, they do. Yeah, absolutely. It's balanced. It's just balanced. Hey, it's listen, fine. Is, it, is it a perfect solution? But here's the, here's the other thing, too, is that I spend so much time staring at screens. Like right now, I have five screens in front of me. Do you really? Yeah, I've got well, I've got the I've got the laptop yeah. that I'm looking into now that has a camera built into it. I use it basically just because I don't want to have to set up a second camera for Zoom. I've got two screens that I work off of that are much larger than the laptop screen. I've got a screen on the uh, the switchboard that I have the, yep. that, that records everything. And my phone just lit up with a reminder that I need to do something later today. So three That's screens for my computer, screen on the podcaster, and then a, and then my phone is sitting where I can see it on my desk where and it just lit up. So, like if they get used to looking at screens, I feel like they're probably adapting to the world that they're going to live in. Pretty much. Like, is it ideal? No. Like we're going to go fishing and we're going to go no screen days and we're going to go out and do all of those things. How was how was uh <gasps> Alaska? We didn't talk about this. We didn't How talk about Alaska? Oh, buddy. We no, because we haven't done the podcast since you got back from Alaska. No, I think we did. I think we did. I can't remember if we talked about it or not. But So we've done one because we did the July podcast. This is now August. The oh. trip to Alaska was fantastic. Yeah. The Russian that River. What's that? That happened in June, right? Yeah, end of June. Okay. Russian River. We brought back 150 pounds of sockeye salmon between the five of us. That's awesome. Yeah, just so our whole goal this year was to just master the fishing of the river. So last year we went up, we went up kind of quite by accident, happened upon the the sockeye run. Didn't have the right gear. We kind of were geared out to go do some trout fishing. Water was a little too high for trout fishing in at least the spots that we went to. Um, and then we were near the Russian River, so somebody's like, "Let's go check it out." One of my brothers had been up there before, so we go and we're like, "Oh, we're just doing this." So we tried to gear up a little bit more, but nobody, I wasn't ready to buy a new fly rod like in like in the moment. So I'm using a four-weight, three-weight, four-weight fly rod. Okay. And I can put probably 12-pound tests on it without snapping the pole in half. My brother did break a pole. So wow. this this year we went up there. Like I had a 10-weight pole, 10-weight reel, 30-pound test line, ready to go. And uh, yeah, we just crushed it like it was like like the first day we went out i i landed my limit my brother was one shy everybody what's else the, what's that uh three the first day and then it, they upped it to six and i say the limit because between the two of us we got six fish and he yeah, got no. he got two and whatever no, it, hey, hey. we fish more hey, listen listen hanging out we got our limits uh but we went and fished the confluence where the russian river meets uh the kenai river which is nuts have you have you ever been up there not there no i've only i've only fished out of uh ketchikan alaska so okay. I, I haven't been to the rivers okay so the kenai river is huge and it's this like crazy iridescent blue color coming straight off the glaciers it's so cold that it just it it has this like hazy sky blue color to it that's in the water it's not the reflection yeah it's like the silt of the of, of the yeah. runoff 100 percent right? wild right and then the russian river is just glass it's just crystal clear and it's probably just the depth because you're just seeing a lot more of the water in the kenai 
And yeah. so where those two rivers meet is, uh, they call it the sanctuary. And that's where it's like true combat fishing. Like you're within seven you're to here. 10 feet. Like, but, but you are, I mean, you're within seven to 10 feet of like the, the next fisherman over and right where the, um, like the, I guess it's the East bank of the, the Kenai river. You'll see people as far as your eye can see, there's just people down there just casting and you're just, all you're trying to do is flossum. Right, you're not trying to actually hook into or get them yeah, to bite on. You're just yeah. throwing it out there. Your weight's about 18 inches from the fly, and you're just trying to floss these fish because it's so thick with them. And so it's just like you hook into a fish, somebody nets it for you. They hand you the net with the fish, take your spot, and then you get your gear yeah. out of there as quick as you can, so you can net the next fish and take the next spot. Like it's that, it's that quick. So we went out first day. Me and my brother went down there. Me and my brother Frank. It's it's my three brothers my dad. So it's the five of us. So me and Frank go and do the confluence. My dad's like, I don't need any of that. I'll just try to fish the river. My brother, Paul's a little bit more into the relax. So he's fishing the river as well. And then Mark, I think he broke a pole that day. He ended up breaking two poles this year, but one for different reasons. Anyways, on fish? No, one on a fish, one on a tailgate. Oh, yeah. always the worst. You yeah. And he blamed yeah, whatever. And yeah. so, um, so yeah, first day, Frank and I go to the confluence. We both, uh, we both get our limit. We, we go back. They hadn't caught anything. It's a lot harder to catch them in the river. Cause it's just, there, there's not as much of a, a, a concentration, concentration. Yeah. Exactly. So then we go back up to, um, we go back up to, uh, the truck, go back to camp. We camped about 20 minutes away, right on, uh, uh, Tardigan Creek, uh, which pretty beautiful in its own right, but nobody fishing there just because it's, again, it's June. The water's rushing like crazy. They're pretty big in dollies and, and rainbows, but later in the season. Hmm. So then, um, so we camp there and nobody's around. Just total paradise. Do you want to, Andy, can you grab that door for your sister? Uno momento, please. No problem. I love being a dad. It's the best. It is the best. It's so fun. It does it. Like it, it's, it's so cool. You play with one of those or you can go watch TV in our room. All right. Um, yes. Being it's, it's great. Like the little interruptions, like I don't even care. Like it's, it's, it's what it is. It, 100%. Like, yeah. It's like, it, what are you going to do? Be mad? Cause what? It's a podcast. It it, is, these, these two just went mutton busting two, five-year-olds <laughs> riding sheep at the Clark County fair. We did that uh, last Did you get them? Uh, Zuzu made it to the final and he got stomped pretty hard by the sheep and was not happy. She was so upset because she gets stepped on by a sheep. And then she goes, I'm never doing that again. And then her sister made it into the final and she's like, I want to be in the final. I go, you have to ride again. She's like, oh, well, I'm still want to be in there. Yeah. So it was, it was a very emotional day, but it was, it was a blast. And Zuzu's doing it again next year and she's going to win a bike. So she's already in full training. She's, she's, she's out there. She's training. Like, oh yeah. She's, bulking up oh yeah dude she's drinking her milk doing the whole thing mutton bust all over the place yeah so anyways um so yeah so then we we go to our campground we get all set up my brother my brother bought like a uh the arctic igloo uh all-weather tent so we set that up my my brother mark and my dad drove up through British Columbia. So they were sleeping out of the, uh, they outfitted his canopy. So it was two bunks and then all the gear, sweet setup. How long of a drive is that? They took three weeks. So I don't know how long the drive took. I mean, they, they, it's like 18 hours, but they were, they camped out through the whole thing and went through all around Alaska. They, they had a trip. And so we were up there for five days. Uh, yeah, we're up there for five days. Second day we go fishing. We, um, end up getting our limits. I think so between the five of us, we could have got 15 fish. I think we got 13. And then, then, and then on Friday we go out there, the limit's still three and we didn't even make it to the confluence. Like we, we went and we, we limited out within like four hours in the river. Like everybody was hooking into fish. Uh, everybody found like their honey hole and we're going to leave. Like, dude, we got it. We got it nailed. Like we're all, we're all seeing the fish better and knowing where to cast. We're just kind of getting, like this, yeah. like, cause fishing, mm -hmm. fishing the Russian river is totally different than fishing the compost where you're just kind of spraying and praying. Like the more, the more casts I get in the water, the better chance I have of catching a fish where in the river, it's like, if you can spot a little run of three or four fish and put you it in the right hook. spot, you, you can watch, you can watch them hook. And so we're all kind of getting that technique down. And so we're like, got it nailed. We go to leave the, they have this 
pretty elaborate check-in system where it's like one in, one out. And so they'll have people waiting for parking spots. They'll have a line of 10, 15 cars waiting to get in. You leave, they let one car in. We leave in two cars, they let two cars in. And so we go, it goes up or tonight at midnight, really set. Like, boom, Saturday, we're going to go and we'll just hit our spots and we'll be, we'll be in and out. It'll take us, you know, the same amount of time. Like we got this dialed. We get up there, man. Everybody went to their spot on the river. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Just nothing. nothing. It's like, yeah, you think you got it dialed. So then, uh, so Frank and I went back down to the confluence and that, and it was Saturday. So it's like everybody drove in from Anchorage and everybody that lives in Alaska. And it was, that was a day, man. And we That's stood awesome. in waist deep water for six, eight hours and just wore ourselves out. Absolutely. War- what do you need help with, sweetie? I said you can use this one until I'm done here. It's going to be just a few minutes, okay? Here. The sweetest little voices. Right? Oh, I know. Just, just help me. Help I know. I'm going to start doing a podcast with them just for prosperity's sake. Um, <laughs> so. So. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so Saturday we fished all day. And I end up. I think I ended up with five fish. I would add six, but there was this, this uh, kindly old uh, fisherman that had been there forever. And he tried to net two fish for me. One jumped in his net and then out of it somehow. And one jumped over his net through his legs, lost both of those fish. But like we hooked into so many fish and Sunday morning where we leave that afternoon and my, my right arm is just fried from netting fish, hooking fish, fighting them. And, and I, you know, could have landed a few more or whatever, but like I basically limited out the entire, every day that I went there and, uh, my, my whole left hand, like my thumb is chewed off from just, you know, grabbing fish with that. And, uh, and you know, I filleted now, you know, uh, 120 pounds of fish, my, my, my fair share, only three of, only three of us are filleting two, two of my brothers wouldn't, wouldn't do it. So my dad and one of my brothers and I were filleting all these fish and we're going back and forth and we're hiking and then Sunday morning we go down and it's uh, the first day where it's like, it's really overcast and there's like a wind coming through the canyon, but we want to get a few more fish on before we, we took off. Cause that's all we went up there to do. And I'm standing in the middle of the Creek and I, I fished next to Frank a couple of times. Me and Mark limited out together on that uh, Friday on Thursday. I fished with Paul quite a bit. And I'm like, I haven't really hung out with my dad much. Cause he didn't want to go. He didn't want to go shoulder to shoulder with guys, which I totally get. And, and yeah. you know, he's, he's 65. And so he, He's, uh, he looks, you know, like uh, Grizzly Adams. He's got his walking stick going across the river, his trekking pole. And so he's like, he's like, I'm just going to go to my spot where I killed him on Friday and just hang out there. And so we're sitting there on the river and this cold wind is blowing through the canyon. It's the first day I'm wearing long sleeves and I'm tired and I don't really want to be there, <laughs> but I'm hanging out with my dad. So it's great. Right. Yeah. And so we're just, we're just kind of just shooting the shit and and whatever and then the the trail going into the russian river is like matted like they went and put in like rubber mats across the whole thing anywhere you where you would go over any of like the little um the little creek streams that go into it are all boardwalked and everything there are giant metal staircases that drop you into the river because they only want you going in at certain entry points basically trying to keep as much intact along the banks as they can and so so on the boardwalk across from where me and my dad are, we're they're on the other side of the river from us. We're I don't know halfway across, and then the 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 deep spot in the creek is is between us. So, like, guy starts yelling something. I can't really hear what he's saying. I, I, I can't hear you. I'm yelling across the river, and he's yelling back. And then my dad starts yelling. He's Luke, 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 <laughs> fish on! And I've got the net in my in my vest, so I I pull out the net and we we land the fish. I never heard what the guys were trying to tell me or whatever. And so we're standing in the middle of the river, and my, my dad's going to get the fish off the hook and looks over my shoulder. Standing about sixty yards behind me is a giant grizzly bear. Yeah, and he's like. I was- He's like, what do we do? And I'm like, well, let's get the fish off. So we unhook the fish. I'm like, I'll just tie it to me and we'll leave it in the river. The fish, the bear comes over. I'll just give it a fish. Like we've at least got food for it. And dude, there's carcasses everywhere. Cause they have you, they have you fillet the fish and leave the carcass in the river. They've got fillet tables set up in the middle of the river. So the bears are fed. Like they've got a whole system. It's this place could not be more dialed. And so we finish up, uh, getting the fish or whatever. And my dad is still shaking. 
And his fly ended up hitting the net and he couldn't get it out. So I unhooked that for him or whatever. So we just stand there in the river. And now we both have all this adrenaline going. Sure. And we, we're looking at this bear and we've kind of got it. And the bear starts kind of meandering down the river. And it's walking towards, there's probably 15 to 20 fishermen like below the hole we're at where we can see him. The bear starts walking. My dad, bear! And the bear looks back at us, goes, who, me? And stands up on its hind legs. And we're like, oh, no, it starts walking towards us. So we just kind of stand in the middle of the river. Yeah. And now we've got like full like fight or flight. Like we're not sure what to do. And then he just looks at us and goes, eh, never mind. It turns up into the woods. And so now I'm warm. I'm ready to fish. Next, yeah. next cast, I hook into a hook into a you know, 24 inch sockeye salmon that's just pissed off and going the wrong direction. And I was fully, fully back into it. So dude, the whole trip was unbelievable. So one question I have, yeah. how do you guys end up um, keeping all your, uh, your meat cold? So like, this is the thing. So Cooper's landing is the little town next to the Russian river. They've got yeah. a freezer uh, space for you. You just pay like 48 cents a pound or whatever it was to freeze it for up to five days they will, we, we bought a vacuum seal. So we cleaned the fish, vacuum sealed them, did all that, and then brought them to the freezer place. They took care of them for us. Then they packed them for shipping and we took them right on the airplane. So we had uh, the, the ones we caught Sunday morning were the only ones that weren't frozen solid. We threw them in with the fish that were already frozen. We didn't even need ice. That's a great system. Yeah, like, dude, they got, they got a dial, man. They, people come up to go fishing and they're ready for you, man. And you said you were, you were like, yeah, it's like 150 pounds of fish. I'm like, how did you guys keep that on ice with your camping? And like, yep, yep. what the heck, dude? That's this. And, and then, and then I'm thinking, and then if you're, if you're holding on to it, there's bears running around. Yep, what yep. We, then what? Like, no, we, we, we took probably, I don't know, four or five fillets a day, cooked them up. And then, and then we've had a generator. So we just turned on the uh, food saver deluxe 9,000 and yep. then put everything in, in vacuum seal packs. And then on the way back to the river, the next day, we would just stop by. There's a, there was three or four different processing plants where they would, they would clean them and debone them and, yeah. and vacuum seal them for you for an extra price. But we're like, yeah, hey, we can take care of all that ourselves. So we did that. And then we just dropped them off and yeah, like a couple, like less That's than a, bu- less than a buck a pound. That's pretty slick. That's, yeah. It's slick. Yeah. yeah. I, Dad and I, uh, we've been out to the ocean probably six or seven times for this salmon season. We've done well. Yeah. Got filled up the coolers and all that fun stuff. The yeah. last trip we went out, uh, my dad ended up catching a, it was like a 30 inch ling. Something nice. like that. It was a good size ling for nice. Oregon. I've, I've, yeah, I've caught one. I've, I've only gone out on the ocean once back uh, Lincoln City. I was probably like, I don't know, 12, 10, I'll tell you 12. What, though, you, know, you know what fish I am now like super turned on to that I'm like, I think it might be one of the best tasting fish I've ever had and just texture. It's cabazon. Have you I had know? Cabazon? No. So cabazon is also a bottom fish, like a yep. ling. They have, you know, their teeth, but they're relatively large and they, they put a very restrictive season on them to the degree that like you get one fish off the Oregon coast. Um, and I think it has to be over 15 inches, yep. but so last year we didn't realize the cabazon season was open and I caught a monster, probably 10 pounder, um, which is big. And we yeah. ended up letting it go, but they're real pretty. I mean, they're brown fish, they're bottom fish, yeah. but they're pretty for brown fish. And then, uh, yeah, Dave caught, caught a real nice one, bigger than the one last year that I caught yeah, last week. And it was probably, I bet that thing was 11, 12 pounds. Nice. They pull hard. They're yeah. fun fish. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to get out there with you. That would be uh, a Thank ton you. of fun. So how to piss off corporations, how to piss off corporations, how to take your kids to kindergarten mm-hmm. and how to uh, fish for sockeye salmon on the Russian river. On the Russian river. There you but go. Today has been a good hodgepodge. It's a, uh, it's an effective podcast. I think we've made the world a better place. Plus uh, multiple interruptions from uh, young children. So I think, fine. you know, listen, it is, it is what it is. How to parent while podcasting. There you go. There's, there's, uh, there's, yeah, that's, that's there's number, one. there's number four. So, uh, here's, here's what we'll do is, uh, direct people to where they can follow you on social media. So you're pissed off Sherwin Williams post. Certainly. Uh, I am the box dad, uh, on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, I make all sorts of fun content and I've got some fun stuff that's coming out soon too. So I haven't, and angry about. rants. And, and angry rants. Yep. If, if, if I get upset about things, it's typically things that only affect me. So. Perfect. Hey, you know what? That's the way it should be. Just people need to, people need to stop worrying about trying to be pissed off for other people. Just get pissed for off for yourself. People. You're allowed to get pissed off for yourself. Don't get pissed exactly. off because, oh, 
you know, this just really upsets me because nobody's thinking about the people in Asia. I'm like, well, I guess we are now. And now we are. And the best is are. when it's uneducated people complaining about oh, yeah. for people that yeah don't even affect them. Uh, that is how you interact with Ben. I, I'm on social media, but I don't interact, as we know. Uh, but if you want to listen to more episodes of the How To Podcast, it is at odyssey.com. Just search How To with Luke and Ben, and you can find all the episodes right there. Thank you for listening to this, and have an absolutely wonderful day. We'll be back with another episode very soon. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.